Welcome to this, the next edition of our daily devotions coming, coming to you from Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. As always, we're grateful that you've joined us and pray that you will find this to be a time of reflection and pondering of God's word and God's way in our lives. Let's take a moment to prepare our hearts and minds by listening to some beautiful music. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture lesson today is from the prophet Malachi, the third chapter, beginning at the first verse. And before reading this text, I think it's important to point out that we, we go to the Bible for all sorts of reasons, and it's important to always check ourselves each time we are going so that we are understanding what it is that maybe we're looking for uh, and perhaps being open to perhaps something different that God might be wishing to deliver to us. Sometimes you go to the Bible for comfort and to be assured of God's presence and God's promises. Sometimes you go to get guidance, to find some answer on what to do or how to do it. Sometimes we go to the Bible out of the possibility that God might have a timely word for us for the moment. Sometimes we go to get wisdom. And sometimes we go to the Bible and it turns out that we get surprised that God has a new word for us or a challenging word or a bracing word or a demanding word for us. I think Malachi chapter 3 is one of those places. So shall we say, brace yourself for the word of God today. Malachi writes and says, See, and he's speaking the word of God, the voice of God. See, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. 
the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Indeed, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like a washer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify the descendants of Levi and refine them like gold and silver until they present offerings to the Lord in righteousness. And then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old, as in former years. Then I will draw near to you for judgment. And I will be swift to bear witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, against those who swear falsely, against those who oppress the hired workers and their wages, the widow and the orphan, against those who thrust aside the alien and do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, you, O children of Jacob, have not perished. Ever since the days of your ancestors, you have turned aside from my statutes and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, how shall we return? Will anyone rob God? You are robbing me, but you say, how are we robbing you? In your tithes and offerings, you are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse, so that there may be food in my house, and thus put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. See if I will not open the windows of heaven for you, and pour down for you an overflowing blessing." I will rebuke the locust for you, so that it will not destroy the produce of your soil. And your vine in the field shall not be barren, says the Lord of hosts. Then all nations will count you happy, for you will be a land of delight, says the Lord of hosts. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, we're not too far from Advent. I'm finding it hard to believe that fact that Advent is coming, and that's coming from someone who's been thinking about Advent since last Advent. But just a week from Sunday, we will see our sanctuary adorned, and we will hear early Christmas carols, and we will be in full-blown Christmas preparation. But what are we preparing for? What, what kind of God do we imagine is on his way at Christmas? What effects do we imagine we will experience once we get to Bethlehem? I think we all harbor a hope that Christmas overall will be gentle, that Christmas will ease our minds and give peace to our hearts. And that's certainly, I think, a, an appropriate thing to hope for. But sometimes for gentleness and peace to make their ways into our hearts and into our lives, there has to be a wake-up call to how we're living our life. There has to be a little shake-up. There has to be perhaps a change of plans, a, a new direction. For Christmas to be not just one day, but year-round, new paths need to be forged and navigated. Malachi, the last of the prophets, before we get, before we get to the New Testament, and Jesus, minces no words when he talks about the coming one. 
He says, the coming one will be like a refiner's fire and like washer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify the descendants of Levi and refine them like gold and silver until they present offerings to the Lord in righteousness. This coming one, this long-expected Jesus, is like a refiner's fire and a, weathers, and a washer's soap. That's a sobering thought, and, but is it also a hopeful thought? For it seems that the intent and desire of the coming one, this refiner's fire, this fuller's soap, is to make us more brilliant, to cleanse us of the impurities that dull us and keep, keep us from being who we are. So if we don't feel the heat of God's presence, if we don't sense the scrub of God's cleaning, cleansing spirit, well then probably we've not allowed God to get anywhere close to us. But to open the door and allow the coming one to come in is to invite the unpredictable movement of God in our lives. And there's just no telling what God might do. It makes me think of author Annie Dillard's description of what going to church on Sunday should look like. She writes, on the whole, I do not find Christians outside of the catacombs sufficiently sensible of conditions. Does anyone have the foggiest idea what sort of power we blithely invoke? Or, as I suspect, does no one believe a word of it? The churches are children playing on the floor with their chemistry sets, mixing up a batch of TNT to kill a Sunday morning. It's madness to wear ladies' straw hats and velvet hats to church. We should all be wearing crash helmets. Ushers should issue life preservers and signal flares. They should lash us to our pews, for the sleeping God may wake someday and take offense, or the waking God may draw us out to where we can never return. Talk about a dramatic description of a Sunday morning. But why wouldn't we think that this should be the case? You and I being visited by the high and holy God who humbles himself to be sure, but only to approach us and to speak to us and to turn our worlds upside down. Makes me think of the prophet Isaiah and his encounter with God. He writes, in the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne high and lofty and the hem of his robe filled the temple and seraphs were in attendance above him. Each had six wings. With two, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they flew. And one called to another and said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the pivots on the thresholds shook at the voices of those who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, and I am a man of unclean lips, and I live in a, among a people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphs flew to me, holding a live coal that had been taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. And the seraph touched my mouth with it and said, Now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed and your sin is blotted out. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here, my Lord, send me. Could Advent become for us such a time 
Could this be finally the year when for us the sleeping God wakes, when the waking God draws us out, when the pivots of the thresholds shake at the sound of God's voice, when our lips are touched, our sins forgiven, and we respond, Hear my Lord, send me. May it be so. Let us pray. O God, we pray the words of the great Advent hymn. Let all mortal flesh keep silence and with fear and trembling stand. Ponder nothing earthly-minded, for with blessing in his hand, Christ our God to earth descending comes our homage to command. May it be so, O Lord. Amen.